Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Yeah. Um, should we just begin? Because look... I've got all these words and lots of bits of paper and I've got stuff to do tonight. I'm, I'm doing this the night before. I mean, it's half nine and we're still discussing the show that, of course, goes out live on TalkSport. At t- anyway, you don't need to know that. You do need to know that TalkSport are back in the hashtag Let Fans In campaign to allow supporters to safely get back into stadiums. Now, the Brighton chief exec, Paul Barber, has told the White and Jordan show that fans have to be trusted and allowed back in to watch their teams. What was proved at the pilot event that we held was that people would absolutely comply with whatever we reasonably asked them to do in order to come back and share with family and friends the opportunity to watch a game of football live. They don't want to be cooped up in their living rooms or a bar or a cinema watching live sport. They want to be in the stadium where the live sport's taking place. We want to do that safely, and it's really important for the economic health of of our industry that we can do that soon. Football fans can and should be trusted to do the right thing. Now, Anna Brazil, Ali McQuist and Carlton Cole in the hot seat. It's a big old hot seat they're all sat in together. Anyway, they were on the TalkSport Breakfast Show. And this is one of their guests, Damien Collins MP, the former chair of the Culture, Media and Sport Committee, discussing the inconsistencies preventing football fans from going to games right now. I totally get the frustration people feel that a, you know, as a football fan myself, I want to be back to be able to watch football in grounds. But it's the inconsistency. You know, why is it that the Albert Hall is selling tickets for up to 3,000 people to see a concert, yeah. but you can't get 3,000 people in mm. Wembley Stadium? You yeah. know, uh, and, that's, and that's what, I think that's what people are rightly frustrated about, is it seems to be one rule for one sector and something different for football, and we need to get this sorted out. And I know the concern in grounds is that Spacing fans out within a ground would not be too difficult. Um, the concern is the, is the concourses, is getting people in and out of the grounds and sort of toilet facilities and things like that. But, you know, I've, I've been to the Albert Hall as well, and, and that, there's not a lot of space around the um, ways in and out of that building either. So no. I'd be interested to know no. how you can manage 3,000 people going in there, mm. but you couldn't manage a similar number yeah. in a big, big football stadium. And as England and Wales do battle at Wembley tonight, live on TalkSport, both managers, Gareth Southgate and old Giggsy, spoke about their frustration that the game will be played behind closed doors at the home of football. That's, of course, Wembley, not Old Trafford. 
we'll have players making an England debut at Wembley with no fans. It's such a shame for them and their families. Um, they will still be incredibly proud, but they do miss part of that wonderful experience. And, um, you know, I feel for them in that regard because they're, they're 100% special moments in your life that on this occasion will be just a little bit less memorable and uh, enjoyable our fans traveling over the border it would have been amazing amazing experience but it is where we where we're at the players are used to it obviously um every week playing at their clubs and you know it was something that we had to get used to obviously as as a staff that there's no fans there but it is what it is and we just have to get on with it here is sancho and it is 4-1 to england you cannot give them any space off the counter attack discipline dominating your camp and I know the players were with their clubs when this happened and you don't have any control of it but is there anything you can do to stop this happening and and affecting your preparations in the future? You know young people are going to make mistakes we have to help them uh, to learn from those mistakes they needed to be aware that these things hurt the team more than anything else because it takes energy it takes time away from preparing the team for the games you know a lot of our players have been together for three four years now have been through a lot and have put the country's view of the team in a far better place than it was four years ago but they've had to go through a lot to do that you know we're not prepared to let that be affected by players who haven't done anything yet really with us so they've got a lot to prove now after Meza Ozil or Ozil as some people no one really knows Ozil Ozil potato, potato anyway he offered to pay the full salary of Jerry Key that's the man inside Arsenal's famous Gunnosaurus mascot costume ex-husband of Katie Price Simon Jordan said the player is only using this as an opportunity to get one over on his current employees oh yeah always half empty with you Jordan isn't it always Kindness is a good thing if you're doing it in a self-effacing way. He's not doing it in a self-effacing way. He's doing it in a way to make a point with Arsenal at the same time as sitting back and saying, I'm the only one that's not really prepared to take a pay cut because I don't trust the people that pay me £300,000 a week to deploy my money sensibly. And what I'll do is I'll jump on up calls that can actually make them look bad. I don't think it's appropriate. If he wanted to do it, he could have done it on the QT. It's mean-spirited of Arsenal. It is mean-spirited and it's, you know, it's a situation where you look at it and go, well, how much does this guy cost? And really and truly, you've just given a Bam and Yang £300,000 a week. But by the same token, if there's nothing for him to do right now because nobody's inside the stadium, then what are Arsenal, a registered charity? Back now to the breakfast show. This is Ali McQuist telling the story of taking on the role of Hearty Harry at a fierce Hibernian v Hearts game, or Hibs v Hearts, as we know him. Honestly, God, just to let the listeners know, I'd one or two refreshments prior to the game, <laughs> and Harty Harry was getting changed in the room next to me, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, <laughs> no. and he, shook, he no. shook his head and went, "No," and I, sh- and I nodded, me, and I went, "Yes." <laughs> five, five minutes later, I was dancing about the Gorgie Road with a Harty oh. Harry. In oh, I wish your, I wish, I wish your hat had come off. Oh, oh. well, it did. You, might, you know, hear what happened when I went back. When I went, boy, when you back, need to get back in and right, and, and, yeah. and say hello to the supporters, right? Honestly, God, it was priceless. So I went back out and the guy says, and uh, just to let the supporters know today, very special surprise for you today. It's Harty Harry. Well, he's none other than he runs your centre forward. Hi, McCoy's. Oh. Right? And I, oh. t- I, and, and I swear to God, there was about, there was about I don't know, 30,000 in the game. 
there was about five five Hearts fans just like clapping, you know, got up, <laughs> you know, going, aye, all right, Ali, not bad, right? And then I turned round, right, yeah. and the ent- <laughs> the yeah. entire Hibs end was giving me a tight. <laughs> <laughs> Over now to drive time, Adrian Durham and Darren Goff. They were discussing Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola. Oh, I wonder what they were saying. Was it, he's time's up and he should go? I don't know. When you look at uh, Guardiola, he seems to be, just in, in the way he is on the touchline, the way he is post-match and in, in preview uh, press conferences, etc. Just, uh, I, I don't know, he looks tired. He looks like he's kind of just a little bit out of had enough of this. That's how he looks to Frust- me. I'm, is it frustration? I might, yeah, I might be totally wrong. I might be just how the, the impression I get when I see him, that's all. Phillips with the corner, high into the penalty. Edison comes and flaps, and Rodrigo has scored the equaliser. His first goal for Leeds United, and it comes against Manchester City. Pep Guardiola might be thinking to himself, right, okay, I got that many points. How many points did you get? 198 points in two seasons. Back-to-back titles, which hasn't been done for ages. The goals they've scored. Playing some great football, scoring some great goals, bringing us a player like Kevin De Bruyne, who's playing some football that we could only dream of watching years ago. And after all of that, everybody's slaughtering him, saying he should go, and they should go and get Bielsa, because they lost 5-2 at home to Leicester, and they drew at Leeds in one of the best games of football. And let's not forget... Pep Guardiola's Man City contributed to one of the best games of football we've ever seen yeah. in the Premier League. So I think in his mind, I'm not defending him here because I think there's there's lots of things that are, are wrong defensively, being that far behind Liverpool last season, losing that many games last season, lots of things that are wrong. However, in his mind, he might be thinking to himself, I, I think I've done quite well over the last few years and what am I left with? People slaughtering me because of a one-all draw at Leeds. Time now to check in with Hawksby and Jacobs. Not because we want to hear what they did on yesterday's show, but just to make sure they're okay. You know, at their age, you can only find out by asking each one of their nurses. Anyway, they had some clips of the midweek, basically some classic clips from about 15 years ago, when, of course, the show celebrated its 50th anniversary. We'll begin, as we often have down the years, of course, with Mike Parry alongside Andy Townsend talking films. Your top quotes from your favourite films, mm. OK? Here's one for you, Mike. Top yep. quote. We're going to need a bigger boat. Who said that? Titanic. Couldn't have been much bigger, could it, really, Mike? <laughs> Huge. Yeah, OK, nice. And the movie chat with Mike and Andy continued. Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Was that a Christmas no, one? I don't even remember. Seeing Christmas I don't one. remember the film at all, do you? Must have been a Christmas one, mate. Yeah, yeah it probably would have been a Christmas clue. one, I think. Bad Santa. <laughs> much point bringing out in July, really, wouldn't it? <laughs> this is George Galloway with an incredibly accurate time check. 0704 20, 20, 20 is the number to call. It's 12.49 and 15 seconds. <laughs> Cheers, George. Yeah, it's good and, to know, isn't it's it? It's good, and that did give us an idea. At the third stroke, the time sponsored by Accurist will be... 12.49 and 15 seconds. <laughs> they should have got George to do it, <laughs> shouldn't they? Yeah? Sticking with the timing, it's Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. Oh, that's us. It's coming up to 20 to 7. It's nearly 20 to 7 on a Saturday morning. Mm, it's, uh, what have I got to tell you? Well, I don't know what that meant for a start. <laughs> yeah. So back to George Galloway again. And I think Bart Simpson might have been listening to his show. Hugh Jennis in London says, George, great show as always. Yeah. Yeah, Hugh's a big fan of your show. <laughs> Jermaine's uh, old mate, of course. <laughs> and I'm afraid the perpetrator didn't stop there. Sunday evenings won't be the same. Gloria Stitz says, Sorry it's your last Sunday, George. I will miss you. Well, you can tune in and hear me on 
Fridays and Saturdays, Gloria. Okay. <laughs> Good old Gloria. Good old Gloria. And, Priority uh, to women callers. As he used to say. And we finish where we started with Mike Parry. And here he is setting the scene live in Tel Aviv, ahead of England's Euro 2008 qualifier against Israel. I'm on the shores of a raging sea. And any minute now, Andy, I could almost see this sea parting and Moses coming through, carrying his tablets and leading his flock into the promised land. This is the Mediterranean Sea, of course, which at 700 miles wide is considerably wider than the Red Sea that uh, Moses did part at uh, low tide over a ford that was just a few hundred yards wide. But nevertheless, you get the analogy. <laughs> you kind of get the analogy. <laughs> I'd like to see him part the Mediterranean. This is TalkSport Daily. Scotland boss Steve Clarkie Clark has been speaking to the media ahead of the crucial European qualifier with Israel tonight. Stuart Armstrong, Kieran Tierney and Ryan Christie would all miss the match after Armstrong tested positive for coronavirus. Clark admitted the news had been difficult to take, but they will make sure they're prepared for the game. It's certainly been a tough morning since, since I woke up this morning quite early and, and got the news and obviously going through the whole process this morning has been quite a difficult time but I will also wake up ready to go on game day. You have to understand that everybody's human and when you get news like this and moments like this it is going to affect them a little bit but as I said earlier we have to make sure that when they wake up it's focused only on the game it becomes game day and match day and they're all top professionals they've all been involved in big games and they know what they have to do to be ready to play. The challenge to take Scotland to a major tournament was always there. It's there in front of us and it's, it's down to us to make sure that we, we make the nation smile. Now West Ham winger Felipe Anderson has joined Porto on loan for the remainder of the season. The Brazilian told White and Jordan in a TalkSport exclusive, don't you know, he still believes he has a future at West Ham and vowed to prove himself and, I quote, come back stronger after his loan. Everything changed, and this coronavirus as well, and it's so weird the times, and I lost pace at the club, and I know I have to a lot to show, so I think it was right decision for both sides for now, and I have a contract still with West Ham, so I need to, to do my best to, back, to be back stronger. Time now to check in with, well, me, Andy Goldstein, spokesman Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Of course, I'm alongside the fellow with the massive head, Jason Cundy, and here's a bit of us doing what we do best. It's time now to talk to Kevin Aschild, our European football expert. Hello, Kev. Evening, Kev. Hello, chaps. We well? There we are well. Go. How are There's we? Good. I'm going to start talking about France. They beat Ukraine by seven goals to one. I saw a Giroud goal that I don't think was Giroud. I think someone's maybe put Giroud's <laughs> head on Mbappe or something. What a strike from outside the area that was. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cracker and it celebrated his 100th cap for France. And he just comes alive when he plays uh, for his national team. I mean, you look at his record now. He's on 42 international goals. He moved past Platini this evening. And the only second now, is it? Thierry Henry. Yes, second now he is. So it's absolutely remarkable. And to be fair, 
he has really responded to the faith shown in him by Didier Deschamps because there were spells when he wasn't playing, there were spells when people were saying, well, we've got so many talented players, how is he getting in the team? But he's always done a really important job for the team. Kev, how good were France? The scoreline will suggest they were excellent. 7-1 against Ukraine, which, I mean, that, that's, that you, you don't see those sort of scorelines. Um, across Europe very often, especially with a side like Ukraine. I mean, they've never been one of the best, but they certainly put up a decent fight. Or are we looking at a brilliant French side that we know how good they have been and they're still young, but are we looking at a side that could win the European Championships? Oh, absolutely. I, I would say they're favourites. Uh, I yeah. think there's no doubt about yeah. that. I'd have them and, yeah, know, and yeah, Portugal yeah. as the two to beat. Uh, Portugal uh, looked, I thought, pretty good against Spain tonight. Goal straw. Uh, but played very well in the second half, should have won it really. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo hit the underside of the bar. Uh, so did uh, Renato Sanchez, who looks like a totally different player. Now he's rebuilt his career in France. And Joao Felix, bless him, is still struggling to find his best form. Missed an absolute sitter from a yard out That's right at the end of the game and should have won it. Yeah. Clean sheet for Kepa. Imagine that. It's been a while, Kev. There are fans out there. Do you think there are Manchester United fans, for argument's sake, that tomorrow when England play don't want Sterling to do well? Yeah, maybe Liverpool players they don't want to do well. Do you do you think so? I, I, I watch England probably, and, and yeah. I want Sterling to do well. Right? I'm with you. Right? I'm totally with you. And and, and and just to to widen that field, I want all players irrelevant of their club. The hatred I have for clubs yeah. when my club's playing is, yeah. doesn't exist when England are playing. Yeah. Do you think there'll be Arsenal fans that don't want Harry Kane to score? Yeah, there will be. Do you think so for England? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We know f- how tribal football fans are. There will be Liverpool fans that want Man United play. I tell you what, I bet there's even fans out there that want them to get injured. Nick's an Arsenal fan. Hello, Nick. Hi, are you right? I'm good, thanks, Nick. You're an Arsenal fan, yeah? I am indeed. You, you don't want Harry Kane to score for England tomorrow? Absolutely not, no. We're 1-0 down against Wales with a minute to go. We've got a penalty. Up steps Kane. What do you want him to do with the penalty? Miss. Why? Why do you want Kane to miss? Because he plays with Tottenham. Okay. He plays for a tin pot club, doesn't he? World Cup final. Nil nil. Harry, Harry Kane's got a penalty. Header towards goal. Kane two one to England, and in stoppage time, they surely have the victory. Harry Kane, captain, fantastic. I was delighted. We got knocked out by Croatia, so I didn't have to see him lift the World Cup. Before I go, it's time to tell you about some live football you can hear on Talk Sport. Of course you can. It's tonight, 8pm. It's England against Wales. It's a friendly Well, It says that on paper. It's presented by Mark Saggers. It's me! And I've just I've just said that to you. Do I shout Commentary from Jim Proudfoot, Stuart Pearce and Ian Rush. Wow, how about that? While over on Talk Sport 2, you can hear live commentary of the Euro 2020 playoff semi-final between Bosnia and Northern Ireland. That one kicks off at 7.45. That's it. That's all I've got time for. That's all you've got time for. That's all anyone's got time for because time has now finished. Not everywhere in the world, just on this podcast. Uh, I'll be back tonight from 10pm for more Sports Bar stuff. We'll be taking your calls after live commentary of England against Wales. That one kicks off, as I've mentioned, 42 times, 8pm tonight on TalkSport. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein's TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you need to do to get it for free. Until then, have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flimsy staying slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable, North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O. Dot com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo, built to last, designed to impress.